0: Hello
1: and welcome. This is the UC Santa Cruz News Roundup Podcast, where we talk about the latest news and research from UC Santa Cruz. This week, we are live from Brantsoforte Small Schools in Santa Cruz. Woo! Yeah! (laughs) We're here with bright, quizzical high school students who are learning about podcasting and how to use it as a communication tool. As a way to give some hands-on experience, the students will be helping us create this episode of the podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about Fall Move-In, a new genomic center, educational equity, the first ever Downtown Day, and much more.
0: My name is Kendall Keeper, and I'm in 11th grade. We're coming to you from the Brancaforti Small Schools campus, located on the old Brancaforti Elementary School site in Santa Cruz, built in 1914. Our class is part of Alternative Family Education School.
1: Thank you for that great introduction, Kendall. We'll be hearing from more of your classmates later in the podcast. your co-host Gwen Jordanay and I'm an editor for UC Santa Cruz News.
0: I'm Dan White. I'm a writer for UC Santa Cruz News.
1: All right let's dive in. It may have been overcast on move-in day this year but nothing could dampen the high spirits on campus that day after students have been away for a year and a half which I can't believe it's been that long Dan can you?
0: It's, you know, that's, that is a long while to be away from your, your college campus. Yeah,
1: your home away from home. Um, and yeah, it was, it, we had the traditional marine layer <laughs> of Santa Cruz that day, but it was kind of joyous on campus. I was up helping people park, and um, people were just excited to be there. Students started moving into their dorms and spots on campus late last month, in advance of the fall quarter. And it was wonderful to see the life and the vibrancy like trickling back after so long. I was seeing cars like stuffed, you know, stuffed to the, the windows with belongings and they were lining up, um, you know, all the way down Hagar, you know, as, as cows were like grazing peacefully along the side of the road in the East Meadow. And also they were, I'm sure they were lining up on the way into the performing arts center area um, because that was another parking lot check-in spot. And at the colleges, when I went up there, it was just full of yellow moving cards filled with all their boxes and their bags and their suitcases and blankies. And of course there were like fluffy fringe covered pillows.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised that there was all this stuff and the material culture they brought because they were away from the campus, and some yeah. who had started out at UCSC were doing so. I mean, the beginning of their education was all virtual. So exactly, it was exactly. So exciting so, to be so back at last, or to finally set foot here.
1: I know. All right, and now we've got a question from one of our students.
0: My name is Rune, and I'm in 10th grade. I'm wondering how many students moved into UC Santa Cruz and will all the classes be in person at UC Santa Cruz this year?
1: Great question. UC Santa Cruz welcomed almost 6,100 new students for the fall 2021 quarter. About 18,600 students will attend UC Santa Cruz this academic year with 9,300 living in campus housing. The majority of classes, approximately 68%, will be in-person this fall with expectations to have even more in-person classes in winter and spring, hopefully providing vaccines continue to be effective against the COVID-19 variants. One campus personality, however, it was perhaps the most fired up of all about students being back, Sammy the Slug made an appearance during move in and he was dancing, posing for photos, helping students roll their moving cards, being so very helpful. And just generally spreading spreading joy and good cheer and just fun spirit. So welcome back students and best wishes for a great fall quarter.
0: Yes, welcome back. It is so great to see all of you again.
1: I know, right? <laughs> all these yes, sure fresh is. faces. It's really, Where have you been really been? wonderful. <laughs> All right, my next news item, a new center called the Center for Live Cell Genomics has been funded by a five-year, $13.5 million grant from the National Institutes of Health. Wow, that's a huge grant.
0: That is an enormous grant. Um, That is great news. What will this new center be doing?
1: Okay, it'll bring together researchers at the UC Santa Cruz Genomics Institute to develop new methods and experimental platforms for biomedical research using live cells and tissues. The center will use this new biotechnology to study diseases related to the development of the nervous system and cancer. Dan, so as you know, the UC Santa Cruz has built an international reputation as a leader in bioinformatics and genomics, working at the forefront of efforts to use genomics in precision medicine and biomedical research. With this new center, the Genomics Institute is spearheading transformational innovations in experimental platform design for large-scale, long-term genomic studies of disease processes in living cells and complex tissues. Advanced methods for growing three-dimensional cultures of human cells and tissues in the lab will be combined with these so-called lab-on-a-chip technologies and connected to the internet to create an inexpensive and scalable system with internet-based remote control and analysis capabilities. They're hoping to ignite a revolution in biotechnology similar to what has happened in information technology, according to David Hausler, professor of biomolecular engineering and director of the UCSC Genomics Institute. He said they're moving toward a new way of building equipment and doing and sharing experiments on living cells, Experiments that are crucial for understanding diseases and de- developing new ways to treat them. Amazing work going on here on campus.
0: It's terrific. It's such an exciting change.
1: Yeah, I just, it's, it's way out of my league and I hope so much comes out of it.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. I, I may not enroll in that program just yet, but yeah. I will have more power <laughs> to you if but, you understand how to work with these things.
1: I exactly. Just, but I will be following and hoping for amazing stuff coming. Okay, my next story is also about positive change. Seeking educational equity, UC Santa Cruz is launching a bunch of new programs to support the success of Latinx, low-income, first-generation and underrepresented students and prepare them for rewarding careers once they graduate. The UC Santa Cruz Hispanic Serving Institution Initiatives team is focused on creating educational equity for undergraduate and graduate students and addressing disparities that have been created by differing families, economic backgrounds, and educational experiences.
0: That is so timely and so important. And uh, what programs uh, will they be offering?
1: What programs? Um, Four new programs are supported by the campus's five-year, $3 million Graduating New American Scholars, or GANAS, Career Pathways Grant, awarded by the US Department of Education last year. The campus will offer a redesigned calculus course, provide supplemental instruction to support student learning, establish a new career internship program, and work with two departments to identify and address racial disparities. UC Santa Cruz has been focused on redesigning foundational math courses that have been barriers to student success, particularly in connection with a biology major. The campus is shifting courses away from large lectures to instead focus on active learning and problem solving sessions to support inclusiveness and equity. A new career internship program focused on science, technology, engineering and math or STEM will invite students to apply later this fall. The students will be enrolled in a career course while also interning with nonprofits and businesses with the goal of helping to prepare the cohort to begin rewarding careers once they graduate. Additionally, a team of faculty and staff experts will partner with the Linguistics Department and Molecular Cell and Developmental Biology Department to undertake a self-study meant to uncover and address equity gaps. UC Santa Cruz was also awarded a $3 million grant from the U.S. Department of Education last fall to support graduate students. The HSI team is planning to launch several more efforts in summer 2022, so I'm looking forward to that. The HSI team director has said their practices and policies benefit Latinx students and, in their analysis, they have found that they benefit all students. We'll be right back.
0: Ready, set, give! Save the date for UCSC's Giving Day on November 3rd. Giving Day is a 24-hour fundraiser for student, faculty, and campus projects. Join the fun. We'll see you online on November 3rd.
1: That's it for me. What's on your news radar, Dan?
0: Well, I'm really glad to report you were talking about returning students and move-in day, but I'm also glad to report that UC Santa Cruz and Santa Cruz's Downtown Association teamed up to welcome the students back to the city's commercial district earlier this month in a special event called Downtown Day. And it was a resounding success. I was there, it was so uh, inspirational to be there.
1: My name is Max, I'm in ninth grade. Why did they do this Downtown Day? And what could students do there?
0: That's a good question, Max. Um, You know, the answer is there was was this uh, need to uh, have students return and feel really welcome to downtown because, uh, you know, hmm. the learning place is up on the hill, but this is kind of like the living room of the students. <laughs> and yeah. it also, just, it's important to realize that the streets of downtown used to be a bit eerie at the height of the pandemic and lots of businesses had very limited hours and some mm-hmm. local indie businesses really couldn't come back from the uh, economic downturn caused by the effects of COVID. So this really felt like renewal to me mm. and there are so many UCSC students on these once empty sidewalks that you see people kind of politely jostling each other excuse me um, this <laughs> formal, and this formal it was interactive it was really fast-paced day there was a scavenger hunt involving those local businesses there mm. were street performances by student groups uh i saw the uh, cl- the cloud nine acapella concert right on oh, street, so good great. they were so good and there was a free screening of Jordan Peele's very scary horror movie, Us, oh at <laughs> 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 <Cinectus> Syndicate <laughs> Cinema. Uh, that's the one where the the, uh, the tethered are coming to get you your your, your oh my alternate itself. So it was really scary. Too scary. Too scary yeah. for me. I saw that at the <laughs> little Scotts Valley Theater, and I think it was hiding under my seat. Now, the Peels movie, by the way, it was filmed in several locations in Santa Cruz, ruining Santa Cruz for us. Thanks. Yeah. To- <laughs> including the beach boardwalk, which is just, I don't know, that can be a little bit just sort of horror movie-esque anyway, because right. some of Lost Boys stuff was filmed yeah, there, yeah, yeah. so it was, really, it was really something, Gwen, it was really, it was great.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing, I, I, I couldn't make it out, but um, so paint a picture for all our podcast listeners out there, and me even, what was it like to see the students filling the streets and wandering around downtown?
0: You know, it really looked like a big old laid-back party, the weather was perfect, you mentioned the marine layer, but that had gone away, It was sunny and breezy, and as a long time Santa Cruzan, I can tell you it was just fun to watch students discover a place that I just know really well. To see people (laughs) just look at things and and say, huh, you know, why does the famous Pizza My Heart pizza restaurant sell shark repellent? And then you realize it's a habanero, very delicious sauce that you put on the pizza. You, You probably wouldn't be able to repel a shark. I guess you could hit the shark with a, you know, <laughs> or if they were biting them, you, could clock them with it. And why is there a store that has so much Alice in Wonderland stuff? And why are there so many exuberant street performers, including the guy you might've seen, Gwen, outside of bookshop Santa Cruz, whose big thing is he balances a banana on his nose. And, oh. and the enthusiasm was great. <laughs> there was a kiosk handing out the maps and clues for the scavenger hunt. And when I was there, there were 50 people lined up for that. And you, you can't fake that kind of enthusiasm and participation. I thought I felt like it was pretty heartening.
1: Oh, that's so awesome that there were so many people there and everyone was having a great time. And I, I can imagine the downtown merchants must have been happy to see all the young people coming back to town.
0: That is so true, Gwen, because I, I talked to several merchants, including uh, Andrew George. who works as the prepared foods manager for the New Leaf Community Market, the one that's in downtown Santa Cruz. And he was standing there just watching the crowds of students and looking like he could hardly believe it, like it was this Mm -hmm. dream coming true to see the downtown wake up again and be busy. And I interviewed him and he said that he was watching the crowds and just thinking to himself, look at all these people. I'm amazed, frankly. Uh, Andrew moved to Santa Cruz at the height of the pandemic and he told me it was mostly a ghost town. Now it's so vibrant and full of people. He said, I even saw a protest, a walk against climate (laughs) change. Now- um, Another hot spot to think about that has been offline for a little while, but is now back with us, is the wonderful Seymour Marine Discovery Center that has reopened this month, October. Uh, and a lot of parents, and Gwen, I'm sure you feel the same way. We parents have a lot of affection for the Seymour Marine Discovery Center because it's this lovely little sort of self-contained museum and interpretive center, gorgeous views of the Monterey Sanctuary give students hmm. literally a hands-on look at, at that incredible sanctuary and all the animals, all the fish and you know the plants out there, are little touch t- tanks and a place where kids can pet a swell shark. Uh, <laughs> a swell shark is a very docile shark. Alas, uh, COVID uh, forced the staff to shut the doors for quite a while, but it's, it's so good that there is now this triumphal reopening.
1: My name is S.B. I am in 11th grade. What can visitors do at the Seymour Center?
0: Uh, That's a really good question. There's a lot to do, actually. It's a small place, but it packs a punch. I think it's just, it's one of those places where I can imagine kind of someone starting their trajectory of being a scientist, because you can experience the thrill of scientific discovery within the walls of the Seymour, as I mentioned, touch tanks where you could feel the squishy anemones and Mm -hmm. you can reserve a behind the scenes tour. I've taken several of those where you see uh, sea lions uh, that are hanging out and it gives you a quick immersion into the mysteries of uh, a bay that some scientists have called the Serengeti of the sea because it has so much (laughs) wildlife and you get to learn about research conducted right there nearby at the Long Marine Laboratory. And of course, as I said, as you're learning all this, you see that beautiful ocean mm, right out there yes. in, in front of you. And so it's back. A brand new. There's brand new stuff. Uh, there's just, there's just uh, a lot to enjoy and a lot to see.
1: So now that it's reopening again, can visitors expect to see some new things?
0: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to this one. There's a brand new exhibit, which is called Photos from the Field through the eyes of our scientists, which reflects a focus on cutting edge research and how it shapes oceans and coastal conservation mm. efforts. And there are these exhibits, this new exhibit is great because it tells you about how interconnected the different ecosystems are, said Eric Powell Kovacs, professor of ecology and evolutionary biology. And one of the scientists who really contributed to the exhibit, because you'll see a lot, there'll be images of headwater streams and rivers and estuaries and rocky shores and coastal redwood forests and kelp forests it's all interconnected so you should all plan your visit right now that
1: sounds amazing
0: you know it really is and what i like about it is there are certain amazing museums gwen where you'd go there but it's almost frustrating because you feel like you can't scratch the surface like you go to the metropolitan yeah. museum of art in in New York City and you just feel cheated no matter how long you stay there because it's so huge. But the Seymour Center, you can do the museum. You can go in there and see the little jellyfish and you can pet the shark and you could see the statues of elephant seals and look at the amazing view. And then then, uh, it's sort of a self-contained experience. You can then move on to the rest of your day and you feel like, hey, I have done the Seymour. You know, (laughs) it's one of those things where, uh, but then they keep making changes and there's incredible guide, interpretive people there. And there's always something new that you will discover. It's a, you know, smallish little place that just packs big, oversized impact. Okay, that's it for this time. My name's Naomi and I'm in ninth grade. It was good having you with us as we learned about podcasting and had some fun trying out recording.
1: My name is Lou and I'm in 12th grade. Gwen and Dan will bring you all the latest UCSC news next time. And who knows, maybe we'll have our own podcast soon.